Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to your St. Patrick's Day, March 17th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. And uh, we have an interesting interview in this episode of Flyers Daily. We're going to hear from Flyers first-round pick Tyson Forster, who is playing with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, an opportunity normally a player of his age would not get. Given the current situation, the OHL being shut down, perhaps they return to the OHL uh, so he can play for his Barry team, but that's not the case right now. So we'll talk to Tyson also about scoring his first professional goal. That and much more with Tyson Forster coming up. Real quick, on the ice last night, things are tight. We're getting close to the midway point. It's actually at the midway point of the season for a few teams. The Devils last night, they beat the Buffalo Sabres. Now it's a dozen games that the Buffalo Sabres has, have lost in a row. I don't think if I've ever seen anything like this. It is amazing that the Sabres still have not got a win. A dozen straight in a shortened season. That's like 20 games in a regular season, a 20-game losing streak. Unbelievable. The Capitals and Islanders did battle, and these were the top two teams in the East Division battling it out. We'll see the Islanders coming up on Thursday, Saturday, and Monday next week. Uh, But the Caps in this game take a 3-1 win, and with the win, they actually have uh, uh, pretty identical records, not exactly the same. They both have the same ROW at 17. But The Caps, though, through 29 games have 42 points. The Islanders, through 30 games, have 42 points. So by that tie-break mentality, it is the Caps now have the top spot in the East Division. Also, the Penguins hosted the Bruins. That was a 2-1 final in regulation. The Bruins get the win. They end the Cat or the Penguins' five-game win streak. The Bruins end their two-game losing streak. And in that game, uh, how about the goalie, goalie Vlader? Vlader. I'm not even sure how to say his name. 34 saves for the win for the Buffalo or for the Boston Bruins, and they take the two points. So, what does that all mean for the standings? All the teams in the division were active last night, with the exception of the Flyers and their opponent tonight, the New York Rangers. So, right now, like I mentioned, the top two teams, the Caps and the Islanders, each with 42 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins, with the loss, don't improve their position at all. 29 games, and they now have, well, still have 37 points. Uh, The Bruins, through 27 games, have 34 points. And the Flyers, now through 26 games, have 31 points. So they're three points back of the Bruins with one game in hand. They are five points back, or excuse me, six points back of the Penguins, but with three games in hand. It's all so complicated this time of year. If all three of those games turned out to be wins for the Flyers, then they'd be on the same exact pace as the Penguins. Will that happen? That remains to be seen. But it's a big one tonight versus the Rangers. Flyers took that game on Monday evening, up and back hockey game. They win it in overtime on a Jake Voracek goal. Flyers need to get two points once again in the standings coming up tonight. And they'll be back at it tomorrow night, back-to-back, with the New York Islanders. But let's get to the Flyers' first-round pick from this past year's NHL entry draft. It's not how we planned it up. When you get drafted in the first round of the NHL, you like that moment of being able to walk on the stage after your name is called. Put on that jersey, put on that hat, shake the general manager, the head coach, and the team president's hand, go back for the interviews in whatever arena it is. But that didn't. that wasn't in the cards for Tyson Forster and a lot of other 
first-round picks in this past year's NHL entry draft. We talk about that. We talk about playing pro hockey a little earlier than most draft el- or draft kids are used to playing, and a ton more. Here's my conversation with Tyson Forster, the Flyers' number one draft selection. Tyson Forster joins us now. Tyson, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Feels good to be playing hockey, right? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, really didn't know what was going to happen with the OHL season, but uh, coming here and playing here with these guys, and uh, it's, it's really awesome to be here and just playing hockey. What's it been like since draft night? You were drafted in the first round, 23rd overall. The I know it, did, it wasn't the way you kind of dreamed it. You know, you want to put the hat and the jersey on, go up on that stage as a first-round pick. You, you lost that on that moment, but Elaine Vigneault brought you into the camp earlier this year is kind of, you know, to say, Hey, we know you missed that and you belong here. So what's it been like since draft night for you? Honestly, it's been crazy, really. I mean, I went after the draft, I went to the world juniors camp, played there while everyone was still like in lockdown back in my hometown of Ontario. So no one was really skating. And then right after world juniors camp, I, I went right to Philly's camp. And then right after Philly's camp, I came right to Lehigh. So it's, it's been a, crazy but it's been really fun I mean just seeing what it takes to be at the NHL level and like how they practice they never take a second off and even being here in Lehigh it's the same here it's it's very pro and I just want to learn from everything I've been here I mean because I don't know when I'll be going back to the O so it's it's awesome Uh, you know that's the thing you're right up into an NHL camp right away and I imagine that it's you're like a sponge you're just learning everything you see the the level of work that these guys put in as pros at, at every practice, the compete level. I imagine like that that's something that people wish they could pay for <laughs> to, to get that experience. And you got it. I imagine it was just like a, a downloading a ton of information and great for your development. Oh yeah. It's, it was amazing. Really? Like everything's a battle in practice. The guys don't care. I mean, they're all fighting for jobs really. So it's like their job. So, I mean, they're always going to give it their all. So it's really cool to see that. And that means like, I know, I know that I have to do that. And if I want to be a pro, that's what it's going to take. Uh, I was watching some of the scrimmages when you guys were in camp. Um, you, you scored a nice goal in the scrimmage. What's that like, you know, going on the ice with NHL guys and being able to net one as well? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to score a goal, but uh, I think all in all, it was just a learning experience for me. Um, but it was, it was awesome to score that goal. Yeah. Is there any players that you kind of, you know, kind of bonded with at that time and, and, you know, asking them information, you know, questions and, you know, getting some counsel from some of the veteran players and anybody that you stayed in touch with, uh, you know, kind of since then and, you know, kind of text uh, buddies or whatever. Yeah. A couple of guys like Lawton, I've, he, he really, like he was the first guy that I saw at the, at the rink. So, I mean, me and him kind of got off to a good start there, but none, none of them I really keep in touch with, but it was pretty cool to just talk to all of them and get lots of information off of them. Yeah, and Scott's Scott was a first round draft pick like yourself, and he actually went back and spent a year in the AHL trying to find his way in the NHL to what role he was going to be and did the right things. Um, you got your first goal in the AHL. Normally, like you said, you'd be in the O right now, and you're playing the professional game with grown men, best players in the world. It's the second best league in the world to the NHL. What was that like getting your first goal in the AHL? It was it was amazing. I mean, just. It took a couple of games there and I was kind of getting nervous because I didn't know when I'd be going back to the OHL or not. Like if I wasn't going to be able to do anything really before uh, going back, but getting that off my, uh, off my chest is pretty cool. And it's really exciting. feels great. 
How'd you score it? Uh, it was a two. It wasn't on off one. like somebody's rump, was it? No, it was a two <laughs> on one. It was a two on one. David Casse gave me a great pass, and I, I think it hit off my skate and end, to be honest, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, you, you look at, you know, playing in the AHL and, and playing in the O, it's far different. You know, you're playing in the AHL with, with guys that are years at, you know, years and, and physically matured ahead of the guys in the OHL. Uh, but, you know, to get that opportunity to play in the HL and with Scott Gordon, what have you kind of learned from it? You know, uh, you know, you learned a lot in Flyers camp playing, you know, and practicing alongside NHL players. What, what are you learning in the AHL right now that you can take into Barry when you guys do get back to normal? Just how hard everyone works, right? Like there's, like I said before, there's no days off. Um, everyone works for their, like we have, 20 forwards right now. So we're working for our weight spots in the lineup. So um, you just got to come to the rink every day and be prepared to learn and battle and practice like, like at the flyers camp there. So I think just, just like working hard every single day. Cause there's always a guy that's there to take your spot. So. Yeah. It's interesting because pro players always say, I got to just get incrementally better every day. I got to improve every day. Sometimes there's a big jump. Sometimes it's a nominal jump, but it's always about improving. What's it been like to have, you know, like have Zade there with you as well. Um, and some of the guys in your draft class to, to be alongside you for this. This is unique because normally you guys would not be playing in the AHL right now. It's gotta be pretty cool to have him there. And I know he's having some success too. Yeah. Me and Zade actually live together. Um, so it's, it's pretty fun that way. But I mean, we're both in the same boat. We're both learning new things every day, like especially in the our apartments. We got to cook the food. We got to do our own laundry and we're not <laughs> used to that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to have me and Zade living together. Yeah, No billet family. You guys no got to do it all. Yeah. What's what's the fridge look like? The inside of the fridge? It's pretty empty. Like <laughs> take out. Yeah, we usually. Like we go to the grocery store like maybe once a week, but we always run out of food because we never know what to buy. <laughs> um, what, what's he like to live with? Because he's got energy upon energy. Are you at points are you like, dude, can you just chill so I can just like sack out? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's really fun. I mean, we're both going through the same things. So me and him usually just cook together and like chill together. So it's pretty fun. You guys play video games or anything like that? Yeah, we get video games going too. <laughs> who's better who's a better gamer you or him him probably oh really okay um are you looking forward to this is a weird question because you want to stay at the highest level you can but are you looking forward to go back to the aohl with all this experience that you got so you go back into the o and you're like man i'm gonna take what i've learned here go back to the o and i'm gonna really like i'm gonna kick some ass <laughs> i mean i think it's more that i would rather stay here to be honest yeah I mean, like I'd want to be playing at the top level as as high as I can, really. And I feel like this is gonna make me improve more than it would in me playing in the OHL. So I think staying here would be better for my development. But if I go back, I mean, I can take everything I've learned here and bring it back to those boys. So it doesn't really matter to me as long as I'm playing hockey. Yeah, those are things you can't control, and like it's all about you know control the controllable. Uh, last year in 62 games, you only had six 36 goals. Ho hum. Uh, not bad. 80 points. Uh, your shot and your releases is, is one of the hallmarks of your skill set. What's been the difficult, most difficult part uh, trying to score on goaltenders at the professional level? I mean, I feel like just random shots won't go in. I mean, I think you got to change the angle on your shoot. I know Wilman's been doing it a bunch as the toe dragon shot. Bring um, it into I, your feet, kind of. 
yeah, you, I think you got to change the angle on these guys. The goalies are too good nowadays. Um, so I think changing the angle, getting traffic in front, but getting it off quick to like a one-timer. So, yeah, that's the thing is, you know, these goaltenders, they'll show you something knowing they're going to take it away. Right. Yeah. And you just can't overpower them like you could at other levels. Exactly. No. Yeah. There, there's a craft to it and some guys figure it out and eventually you get to a point in pro where everybody can shoot hard but certain guys can disguise their release. Are there any guys that you watch around the NHL being an Ontario kid? I imagine Austin Matthews, maybe one of those guys um, that you look at the way they shoot the puck and you go, okay, I can take something from that because he's a guy, he changes his shot angle quite a bit. He pulls a lot of it into his feet, which really confuses a goalie on his pre-shot read from the shoulders and the hips and everything else. Is that a guy that you've looked at? Yeah. I mean, just watching his clips too, like, how he does it, how he pulls it in, and it's just the quickest thing ever. The goalie doesn't have any time to react. So even on his goal the other night in the OT, the goalie froze on the fake shot, and the goalie like didn't know he was going to go to his back end and score that. So once you get the reputation of doing that quick shot, quick release shot, I mean, you can really freeze the goalie and do anything with him. Yeah, then the goalie's just so irritated. He's like, well, would you just take the shot? Like, why yeah. do you got to do that to me? Yeah. You're seeing it in the NHL, too. We, we saw it in the Flyers game. I've seen it in a couple other games where guys get on, on a two-on-one and, you know, the defenseman takes away that pass. Guys, you know, the goalie's going, I'll take the shooter, fakes the shot, gets the goalie into a position, and then, you know, opens them up a little bit five-hole and then goes five-hole on them with a, an off-speed yeah, shot exactly. instead of just powering it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you got you to – it's like the constant – it's the Tom and Jerry syndrome, the, the, the cat and the mouse. Everybody's changing all the time and we're trying to figure each other out. Yeah. Uh, do you watch the game a lot? The game of hockey? Yeah. When you're not playing. Yeah. I like to watch the game. Um, like I've watched most of the flyers games. Usually whatever's usually on TV. I'll watch them. Yeah. The national broadcast. Uh, you grew, did you grow up as a, as a leaf fan? No, actually a caps fan. A cap. See, that's weird then. Okay. So the Flyers are in the same division with the Caps. Have you had a, any kind of a hard time um, separating uh, fandom? Because you were probably an Ovechkin fan, I imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got you have something that resembles his, which is that shot from the spot. Uh, but it, it, has it been weird to, you know, kind of separate and, hey, I'm in the Flyers organization now and they're a division rival? Yeah. I've kind of just like gassed the Caps now. Like I still like. <laughs> like see if Ovechkin scores or something, but I usually just watch the Flyers now. So um, you saw him in the one game. I mean, he's been great against the Flyers. The, even the seven, four win that the Flyers had, he had four points. The puck like follows him around. Yeah. Uh, what is it about other than obviously just his insane ability to shoot the puck? He does everything at 160 miles an hour. He shoots the puck harder than everybody at every turn. What, what is it about his game that you attach to? Just his passion for the game and how happy he is playing. I mean, it looks like he's having the best time of his life every time he's on the ice. And I look up to that. I mean, I love it too. So I don't know why I shouldn't be happy every time I go on the ice and just loving the game. You're right. Because every time he, he's got 700 goals, like 260 something on the power play. And every time he scores, it looks like it's the first time he's ever scored a goal at any level. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. I've never scored a goal. I was a goalie my whole career. Still am. Uh, what's the feeling like scoring a, a big goal? It's awesome. I mean, the an explosion, boys, right? Yeah. Like doesn't, you don't even really remember it really. Like the boys just come in, you start screaming in the huddle. It's awesome. Uh, I, 
we don't do that when we make a big save as goalies. Like <laughs> no. Nobody comes to us and goes, yeah, great save. You know, like in Peewee, you did if you if some defenseman tripped over a blue line and you gave yeah. him a breakaway and you bailed him out. But like the, when a goalie makes a mistake or when you guys score, a red light goes off. Everybody points at the goalie. They know he screwed up. Everybody cheers and a song plays. It's, it seems almost unfair, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> does it make you feel bad when you score? No. no not that bad. No. <laughs> Uh, Tyson, this is awesome, man. I'm so glad that you're getting this experience. It's, it's, I think it's just given the unique circumstance, it's something that you never would have gotten. The fact that you're getting, I think it's going to pay huge dividends for you. Um, and it, you know, when you go back to the, O, I, I expect you're going to be really good, but, um, are they going to have checking in the OHL when you go back? I know they were the first league to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to eliminate yeah. contact. Yeah, I think they are. If we go back, there's, there's, I don't think they're going to start if there's no checking. There's not really any point to do it. It's not hockey, right? No. Yeah. I figured, I figured that. And ha- have you been keeping in touch with like your teammates back there? And yeah, you know, is everybody yeah, able to get on the ice? And, um, I mean, for the past, I think the, so back home, it was just a lockdown. Like you can't leave your house except for going to get groceries. Everything was closed. Um, but I think they just lifted that maybe a couple weeks ago. So I think that rinks are starting to open back up again and people are starting to skate again. So it's pretty good. You got to be pretty thankful that you had your draft class last year too. Cause I imagine kids that are in draft eligible year, this is a lot of stress for them because they're not getting to show their craft. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky. Me and Wiz are really lucky to be here now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, happy belated birthday. I know you turned uh, 19 back in January, mid-January. Uh, thanks for doing this, Tyson. Best of luck the rest of the year, however it plays out, whether it's with the Phantoms or uh, back in the OHL with the Barry Colts. Uh, we appreciate you doing this, and we'll talk soon. All righty. Thank you very much. Great to speak with Tyson Forster. What, how, the, the attitude on the kid is so great and so humble. First-round pick. And how about the fact that he lives with Zade Wisdom? That's pretty cool. Great bond those two are creating, I'm sure. Um, everybody, enjoy your hockey tonight. Flyers and the Rangers tonight. This game, these, these two teams have played really entertaining games this season. Last Monday was a really entertaining game. I'm expecting another one tonight. It's Flyers-Rangers tonight at 7.30. And uh, you can listen to the game on 97.5 The Fanatic, the flagship station for Flyers hockey. And we'll bring you a brand new episode of Flyers Daily tomorrow. We'll break it down. We're also going to have to preview the Islanders game. So busy episode coming up tomorrow. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy your hockey tonight, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily. Don't